RTHK News. It's up one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines, politicians on all sides condemn violence on the streets, but their remarks have a very different focus. Democrat Lam Jok Ting, who was hurt in attacks at Yunlong Station, says the police's failure to respond may be a crime. And DAB chairwoman Starry Lee says protesters who attacked the liaison office hurt the dignity of the nation. Politicians from across the spectrum have condemned last night's violent scenes. But while pro-democracy groups hit out at violent attacks around Yunlong's MTR station, Beijing loyalists focused their attention on anti-extradition protesters who besieged the central government's liaison office. As Candy Swang reports, two former chief executives also spoke out against the violence. Political parties spoke with one voice in condemning violence, but their statements had a very different focus. The opposition camp, including the Democratic Party, Civic Party and Labour Party, strongly condemned attacks inside Yunlong MTR station, but had little to say about protesters who defaced a state emblem at Beijing's liaison office in Western District earlier in the night. They accused the police of cooperating with the triad members, allowing the attackers to assault innocent citizens. They demanded that the authorities arrest those responsible and stressed that the chief executive had a responsibility to provide a political solution to the crisis. On the other hand, pro-government parties took a hotline on those who vandalized emblems and banners at the central government's office without mentioning the attack at Yunlong. The DAB and Business and Professionals Alliance says the protesters' behavior was a blatant challenge to the central government that insulted the dignity of the country and damaged the one country, two systems principle. They dubbed the protesters rioters and urged the police to bring those responsible to justice. The Liberal Party, though, condemned both incidents and said it was saddened and worried by the night's events. Former Chief Executive Si Wai Leng, meanwhile, also condemned both the clashes in Western and in Yunlong, but another former CE, Tong Chi Hua, only said the vandalism of China's emblem had seriously hurt the feelings of people in the whole country. Lawmaker Lam Jek Ting, who was one of the more than 40 people injured in attacks around Yunlong MTR station last night, says police may have committed the criminal offense of misconduct in public office by failing to stop the violence. One man is fighting for his life after the brawls. Mr. Lam said he himself required 18 stitches to a mouth wound. The Democratic Party legislators said he reported the attacks to police as soon as he heard about them. This is a very serious and organized crime. We have reason to believe that uh, the attackers are the tribe members. The police force deliberately to not to take any action to tackle the problem and to safeguard the public safety. It is a very serious misconduct in public office. It is an offense. It is not just a disciplinary problem, but a criminal liability they have to bear. Yunlong Station was operating as normal this morning, but many passengers said they were appalled by the violence scenes there just a few hours earlier. This woman, who lives and works in the area, became emotional as she told Violet Wong that she couldn't get help from the police last night. Actually, I tried to call the police, the 999 and also the direct line to Yunlong police stations, but it's not work. Uh, when did you call them? It's around 10 something, yeah. So uh, no one picked up? No one picked up. 
This IT industry employee who lives near the station also questioned why police took so long to respond. I live quite close to the station, and from 7:30 p.m. onwards, I could hear people in the street shouting. And I think uh, up until 11:30, that's the first time I heard actually the police sirens going into the MTR station. So basically, four hours to basically react from the 7:30 p.m. until 11:30 p.m. For me, that's a very slow response time. Earlier, Superintendent Yao Naikeng, the assistant commander of the Yunlong Police District, said the first officers on the scene did not intervene because they felt their safety could not be guaranteed. Mr. Yao said other officers with protective gear later arrived and went inside. He said about a hundred people were involved in what he called a dispute between two groups of people. Pro-Beijing lawmaker Junius Ho has again denied any involvement with the people behind the violence in Yunlong, despite a video appearing to show him warmly greeting a group of people in white shirts soon after the attacks took place. At a highly charged press conference, Mr. Ho addressed the accusation that he was congratulating the group in the film. Am I committed with them as as part of the gangster or part of the conspirators? My resounding answer to that question is no. Everyone who see me, or I'm seeing them, I reach out my arm and my my hands to 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 help them. Now the question, if you ask this one, if you keep on laughing, stand up, look up your standard, then, okay. Mr. Ho also urged the government to stop issuing letters of no objection to protest organizers. However, more than a thousand teachers, pupils, and alumni of Mr. Ho's alma mater, Queens College, have signed a petition condemning his actions. They urge people to complain to the Law Society, as Mr. Ho is a solicitor by profession. The director of Beijing's liaison office, Wang Jiamin, said protesters who besieged the office last night were not only challenging the rule of law, but also the central government's authority, the country's sovereignty, security, and dignity. Mr. Wang said the activities of what he called rioters had damaged Hong Kong people's interests and had hurt the feelings of the nation. Mr. Wang said the office was angry and shocked to learn that protesters had thrown eggs and ink on the national emblem, but it had been replaced overnight. DAB Chairwoman Starry Lee criticized the actions of protesters at the liaison office. Violent charging against central liaison office, criminally damaging properties and insulting national dignity is just. A very, very serious act, and actually, it is just like provoking a country, which may be a cause of military battle between nations. Whoever commits such insult against our own nation deprive himself of his own dignity. As we all know, that they should be condemned. The outgoing head of the hospital authority, Leung Pakin, said he was worried many more people would be hurt if clashes between protesters and the police continued. Dr. Leung, who will leave his post this month, says public hospitals are ready for anything, but he hopes the political conflict will be resolved to avoid further injuries. Speaking before yesterday's unrest, he said violence could not solve political problems. Personally, I feel very sad. I'm not happy, you know, with all this happening in the society. Mainly, we don't want to see people injured, especially young people, and also our police colleagues. As a doctor, as a health organization, we don't want to see people. Getting injured, I'm worrying about whether there are going to be some kind of mass injured incident, like burns, like any other major incident involving major surgeries and、uh, head injuries. 
Turning overseas, the outgoing British Prime Minister Theresa May will chair a meeting of the government's emergency committee later today to decide how to deal with the seizure of a British oil tanker by Iran. This report from the BBC's Paul Adams. Government officials have now had two days to figure out how best to respond to what ministers have called a hostile act. The Foreign Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, will make a statement to MPs. Some reporting over the weekend suggested he would announce asset freezes or other forms of sanctions against Iran. My understanding is that none of these measures is regarded as practical or helpful and that Mr Hunt's emphasis will be on showing that Britain is trying to secure an international diplomatic response, reflecting the fact that while the Stenner Impero may fly a British flag, it's owned by a Swedish company and carries a crew from India, Russia, Latvia and the Philippines. The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has praised Mexico's efforts to reduce the number of migrants reaching the southern U.S. border. Mr. Pompeo was speaking in El Salvador after meeting earlier in Mexico City with his counterpart, Marcelo Ebrard. We talked about the progress we've made on migration with them too. Uh, it, it's been good. We're now day 44, day 45. They've, they've made real progress. Importantly, uh, they've made a real commitment towards that progress. So uh, the numbers are good. You can see the data. It's public data. Uh, there are fewer uh, apprehensions taking place today along our southern border, but we've got a long way to go yet. Mr. Pompeo later met President Nayib Bukele in El Salvador. Mr. Bukele said he wanted to reduce his country's dependence on U.S. aid money and encourage private investment to create sustainable jobs. The new Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky's party, Servant of the People, has emerged well ahead of its rivals in parliamentary elections, although it falls short of an overall majority. A national exit poll suggests it got around 44% of the vote. Another new party, The Voice, led by Ukraine's most famous rock star, Sviatoslav Varkarchuk, could make up the shortfall. The BBC's Steve Rosenberg reports. At Zelensky election headquarters, there were celebrations as the results of the national exit poll were announced. President Zelensky thanked Ukrainians for supporting and for trusting his party, a comedian and a rock star on the political stage. It's a reflection of just how disillusioned Ukrainians are with old-style politics and politicians, how they're looking for unlikely heroes to fight corruption, boost the economy, and to end the war in eastern Ukraine. Financial news. The opening bell has rung on the new star board on the Shanghai Stock Exchange. The new board is modeled after New York's Nasdaq, and 25 companies from chip makers to biotech firms are listed on it so far. Unlike other mainland boards, companies can list without a track record for profitability or restrictions on pricing for their initial public offerings. Ringo Choi, EY's Asia-Pacific IPO leader, explained what he was looking out for at the launch of the new market. So in general, I think the market may be, uh, have high chance to go up, but uh, it may not be able to sustain for long term or even some of the companies uh, that are not really, uh, their technology may uh, not be able to uh, uh, maintain the uh, trend of the ordinary Asia companies. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 107.92 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 12 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 76 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,539. That's 214 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $36 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jones. 
There was a first-time major winner at this year's Open Golf Championship in Northern Ireland. Shane Lowry kept a dominant display at Royal Port Rush, with a final round 75 to claim his first career major with victory by six shots. The Irishman scored 15 under par in the final major of the year. Details now from the BBC's Ian Carter. Amid tumultuous scenes, the like of which have never surely been seen at an Open before, Shane Lowry ultimately cruised to victory. There were moments of tension, especially with three bogeys around the turn, but in the wind and rain, no one could mount an effective challenge. Lowry's 72 left him 15 under par. Tommy Fleetwood, round in 74, was his closest rival, six behind. Tony Finau was the leading American in third, as the world number one, Brooks Kepka, shot a closing 74, to finish in a share of fourth place with Lee Westwood at six under par. But it was the Irish fans who were celebrating at the first Open in Northern Ireland for 68 years. They did so with raucous delight, and the party will last a very long time. Larry says winning his first major is a dream come true. Walking down at I just couldn't believe that I was, it was me, you know, I couldn't believe it was happening, and I... I thought about it all day, but I, I didn't really let myself think about it until I hit my tee shot in 17. And as soon as I hit that tee shot, I knew that I couldn't really lose the ball from there. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of, that's how I felt. Uh, so, yeah, it's an incredible feeling, yeah. I suppose I didn't even know going out this morning if I was good enough to win a major, you know. I knew I, I was able to put a few days together. Um, I knew I was able to play the golf course. I just went out there and tried to give my best and look, I'm here now, major champion. It's, it's, I can't believe I'm saying it, to be honest. Next to swimming, Hong Kong's 4x100 women's freestyle relay team have successfully qualified for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics after a solid performance at the World Aquatic Championships in South Korea. Siobhan Hohi, Camille Chang, Ho Nam Wai and Tam Hoi Lam needed a top 12 finish to confirm their place in the Olympics. They finished 10th in Guangzhou in a time of 3 minutes, 40.4 seconds. Next to cycling and the British rider Simon Yates was the winner of stage 15 of the Tour de France. Yates beat out the Frenchman Thibaut Pinot by 33 seconds. I'm very proud of what I did there. It was an extremely hard day, really from the gun. Uh, from the start till the finish and uh, yeah I raced the way I like to which is trying to be aggressive and I managed to pull it off so yeah really happy. The result means the overall leader Julian Alaphilippe has seen his advantage now cut to 1 minute 35 seconds over the defending champion Garen Thomas. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting. To win the news, our top stories once again. Politicians on all sides condemn violence on the streets, but their remarks have a very different focus. Democrat Lam Jok Ting, who was hurt in attacks at Yunlong Station, says the police's failure to respond may be a crime. And DAB chairwoman Starry Lee says protesters who attacked the liaison office hurt the dignity of the nation. The news from RTHK. No, no, no.